Hello, families, and welcome back to the Thriving Autism Families Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Sanford. I am your autism advocate, and I'm an autism mom just like you. Thanks so much for joining us for part two of our episode today. Let's get started. Um, and that's that's a beautiful example. You know, and I, and I was going to ask, too, is um, do you have a tip, a tip maybe for that mom who is who is starting out or maybe who's maybe just been on the journey for a few years and is is really struggling? What what is something that really served your family well? Mm-hmm. Well, depending on the age of the child, I think um, one of the most important things you can do, and I know it's a digital age. But I I still think sometimes old school might be considered Um, getting an easel and getting a huge poster board and starting to write out a schedule the night before. So maybe after dinner with like dessert. Now, if the child doesn't write, you make it a fun activity. Like, what are we doing tomorrow? And really structure the day. Um, The activities that are going to happen are the things that have to happen. And if the child writes, let them write it out, but do it together. Yeah. Just only the next day. Okay. That's it. Unless it's an older child and your child can handle it, then mm-hmm. maybe you do a couple of days or maybe you do a week or maybe you do a month or more. It really depends on the, the level of the child. But I think that it's really a bonding thing to have, if you're living together, <laughs> um, have as a, a routine where the night before you start working on the schedule and make it fun. So yeah. you wake up and you know, you have something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that was life-changing for us when Garrett was little that brought um, calm and less tantruming immediately is learning how to give two choices throughout oh the entire day. Like literally, <laughs> like literally like, Okay, we're getting up now uh, and we're getting dressed. Do you want to wear your blue socks or your red socks? Do you want to wear this pair of shoes or that pair of shoes? And you do it fun. And then they start feeling so in control and they're making the decisions and calling the shots. And it's a game changer. It's an apps. And don't stop. Don't stop. When you get to breakfast, have, you know, do you want the red spoon or the yellow spoon? Do you want to have this cereal or that cereal? And obviously, as the child is older, you can have the choices be a bit different. But when they're little, right. you can start when they're little. Uh, it's such a game changer to give control back to the um, person you love that's on the autism spectrum. They need to have choices. They yes. need to feel in control. And when they don't have choices, they don't feel in control and they don't feel heard. And the hardest thing about autism is to understand they don't know how to let us under, know what their concerns are. They don't have the communication skills. So it's on us. And when, when they're having a hard day, we need to, as parents or caregivers, look in the mirror. That is what I learned. Wow. Take ownership. Yeah. Take ownership. If it's a bad day, own it. What happened? How can you do it better? How can mm-hmm. you do it different? The when I started realizing that, um, mm-hmm. it was... It was really um, an, it was, you know what? It was an aha moment of like, yeah, you know what? Um, We, we can, we, I can make, make a big difference in my child's life. Right. By having myself be centered and calm, Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. I'm present and really focus on what his, are his strengths and weaknesses. Yes. What does he yeah. need? Wow. I mean, you just uh, touched on so many, so many nuggets there. You know, we could be here for hours unpacking this, Dana, but just a couple of things that I wanted to um, just reiterate that you shared. One was that ownership because they have whatever set of skills, abilities that they have, right? And they don't have beyond that. So as the adults in the environment, we need to take ownership on what is it that we can do to help to foster independence, success, whatever it takes. And we talk about that so much in our company that we need teams to take the ownership. So much of the time teams will say, well, the child didn't do this, child didn't do that. Well, clearly the child didn't. Now what? Now what can you do different to change the environment, to change the expectation, to change you know, the materials so that maybe they can experience some success instead of just always getting stuck in what, what can't be, right? Um, and focusing more on that solution base. So I love that. Um, and then the other piece um, was the offering those choices. Man, that was so powerful for us and our family. And again, parents, if you're just joining us, we're here again uh, discussing words of wisdom from an autism mom. Um, and uh, I, I am a parent, I'm a special education advocate, speech pathologist, but I parent a daughter who is now 11. But early on those choices, I don't know where I learned that, but it really did make a big difference. And just like you said, um, you know, would you like this or that? And and I always feel like, um, like you, that I am that like, you know, uh, the, the term your husband used, right? The CGO. Um, I'm having to explain those things to other people. I'm like, if you want her to be successful, you've got to give her those choices, you know? And that gives them some finally sense of independence um, uh, and and choice. Don't we all want that, right? And so, um, yeah, we yeah, it's a, You know what? I'm glad we're bringing this up because I would, once I learned, well, I went to, me and Todd only had one parent class and regional center paid for it. It's called More Than Words. Yes. And in that class, there's four, um, there's four phases of communication. A lot of times children with autism do not ever get through the phases. They get stuck because they can't communicate. Mm -hmm. So where Garrett was in that um, phase was he was a requester, which some parents on here might um, remember. And you might yourself, Crystal, is when yep. that child uses you as a tool. They're taking your arm. They're taking you to where they want to go. They use you as a tool to get what their needs met. Mm -hmm. And so how do you go from that to having them be a partner, you know, mm -hmm. where you can have a, a play date and, and it be you're bidding back and forth and not just um, parallel playing. Right. So at preschool, I went to Garrett's um, preschool or anywhere I could when he was in a setting where it was appropriate. And I would ask the teacher, um, can you please let Garrett um, ask each child, do you want water or milk, like at lunchtime, you know, like as an initiator, I I'd like that. that became like the MBA for me. <laughs> How do I help my son be yeah. an initiator? I love that. And that, that's a big challenge as a, when you're like, how do I give them that opportunity? So mm -hmm. I was always asking people really kindly, wherever he was, wherever we were going, like, um, is there any way you can let him help like you and initiate by asking the kids, do you want to do this or that, you know, mm -hmm. but Definitely at preschool, the first thing we that I did is ask if he could help when they were having snack or lunch by say asking the child, do you want this or that? Yeah. And you know, it may it really is important because how else um you got I mean it's like it has to be and that's the other thing. You can't have a lot of goals. I always to this day say wow. 
to my husband, no, you can't work on one thing. Don't yeah. work. So like, I mean, Garrett didn't like his hair touch. I, oh my God, he didn't have a haircut. I didn't wash his hair. I'm like, that's not going to kill him. You know? Yes. Okay. I love that. We got to stop on that point and say, Hey, parents, you're listening. You're an autism parent. Um, you might know that your child, yes, they need to work on 10 different things. I mean, social, emotional, motor, sensory, whatever, but you know, and I agree. I, I say the same thing. Let, what are the things that are going to make the most impact right now? Let's pick let's, one. Don't pick more than one. Like I'm yeah. doing that for my own self. I pick one thing I'm working on. Not that I'm not doing other things, but I don't really do New Year's resolutions. I just pick like this year I'm working on being centered. I love it. <laughs> you know, and yeah, but yeah. With, with Garrett, that was how, what I was working on every day when, when he first got diagnosed. And I learned through more than words where he was in the four phases of communication. Yeah. I needed, I realized I needed to learn how to help him initiate. So yeah. every day that I was trying to figure that out mm-hmm. um, in the p- process of our day in therapy, you know, as the goal, the one goal. Right. I love that. And and finding naturalistic ways to work on that skill, because that's that's a lifelong skill that, I mean, he could use anywhere in so many settings, uh, but can make a big impact because in having a conversation and being able to interact with other people, you've got to at some point be the initiator. You can't just always be the one that's either requesting all the time or just sitting there listening. There's got to be one step that helps with that reciprocity and that initiation, that's a phase, you know, as a speech pathologist for over 20 years, that's one area that a lot of our kids struggle on, struggle with for a while is initiating. They'll observe, they'll watch. Oh my God. I didn't know how we would ever get there. I mean, it was my, it was um, not a one-year project. Yeah. It was, it was, was, well, here's the thing. I, it was, it was a whole childhood. I mean, even, I don't even know. I feel like I don't remember when Garrett actually made a phone call. Like, oh, I, he, you know what? He's interested in helping on a political campaign. That is what made him make a phone call because he go. wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. had to do it. He would. He one hundred percent wouldn't do it. Wow. And he shared that with me. That was really one of his passions, and actually, what he thought he might go into as a career um, was, uh, you know, engaging in, in political, uh, you know, campaigns <laughs> and matters and such. So, um, you helped pave the way. Oh for- my God, he went a volunteer. For this campaign and he was he just turned 13 so yeah. i take him to his campaign headquarters crystal you know how it is for moms and sure. this little whippersnapper you know a <laughs> political kid was yeah. garrett was all business and into it and he shows him the map and they're going over this whole political thing and mm-hmm. people all the people are on phones working the campaign okay and here i've done every phone call for garrett his entire life at that point and the guy's like, are you ready to make phone calls? And he's like, yep. And he looks at me like, I'm good. And so I go outside. I le- I'm waiting for like three hours. And then I come in and he he's just like, nothing happened. Like he was fine. It's because wow. it's all about finding their motivation. Yes. You want to yes. do it so bad that the phone wasn't even on the radar. It was about the bigger picture. Wow. That's huge. Tapping into those preferred interests. And for him, it was the, you know, the political arena and rights and, and, and supporting people in that way. Um, and so that was enough to get him to want to move past something that was a hard space for him. Here's um, what's funny. Um, you know, I love, I love all of our families. I'm wondering, um, I know, you know, a lot of families too, if you've heard this, but I have met many families, um, that have a, have a, you know, a loved one with autism that has learned, um, you know, social skills from going door to door for political campaigns. 
Oh, I have not. And but some I'm of them not. have Asperger's too, not just autism, you know. Um, right. But yeah, it's it, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. There's this, uh, well, she, I think was like a child of the year one year. What is her name? Greta, who is all about yeah. global warming, right? And she's on the spectrum. So um, yeah, I could totally see that. That's that's a, that's a pretty cool analogy. I hadn't thought about that. Um, but, you know, well, that that's because it was their interest. You know, it's all goes yeah. back to following that interest. But what a great way for them to learn initiating. You're knocking on the door. You're yeah. talking about stuff and you're learning how to you know, listen to somebody else and then share your knowledge and your ideas. I love it. I'm all about trying it in real, real time and real ways that have meaning and matter. So that's a great opportunity. So parents, if you're listening and you've got a, a young one who has some real passion about, you know, follow the passion, follow the passion. Follow the passion. Um, so Dana, as, as we're leaving today, what, what is it that you would share to uh, the overwhelmed mom, you know, what would you share to to your prior self to, you know, to, to me years ago to yourself? Um, what words of, of wisdom would you have for that mom who feels like what you've said is great, but there's no way I can do any of this stuff that you've said. I'm just too completely overwhelmed. Well, um, I've been doing this for 19 years and I, um, I don't, you know, take a salary or anything like that um, to run Autism Tree, and it's far harder than when I had a career. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's not comprehensible, and I have to give God and everyone involved in that has the heartbeat with me for Autism Tree. But it's insanely hard. At the same time, it's been like, um, you know, Garrett would probably say too. It's like been like Garrett's sibling. Like it's like Autism Tree is like our other child, and. He literally said that on the show. It really is the truth. Um, It's just part of our everyday life. And so um, my perspective is not one of like what I am as a, as a person, I'm very warm. I love hugging everyone. I um, I'm very compassionate, but then I'm not, what I'm not compassionate about is I'm not compassionate with a new parent. I want to know what is going on with your child. Okay. And, And I just want to get to the bottom line of like, tell me your top three concerns and I'm not going to rush that either. Let's really talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. People always gave me a lot of time and space to talk about how, what it, what was going on with Garrett, what my yeah. concerns were. And that's not something that you can do quickly. So, but let's, let's stop with the me time. Mm-hmm. I have zero patience or interest in parents telling me they need me time and they have to go and buy expensive cars or travel or this <laughs> or that and the other. I, I'm, I'm not that person. I'm here to say, if your child has is is diagnosed or your child has significant um, challenges, neurological challenges, and you want to make progress, then you need to really take ownership and you need to focus. And I mean every day. And that means that you stop worrying about. I just think people today, they're too much into me time. And you know what? That's just not going to work. Worry about that after you make some significant progress. Mm-hmm. Progress would mean that it's not consuming your life to the point where your life is um, a challenge every day. So for me with Garrett, that took until um, absolutely until he was at least fifth grade. Now, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy having wine or laughing with my friends, but I did it when I was at a parent mentor event with Autism Tree most of the time. <laughs> All and, right. All right. You know, that's what it takes. I think it, I think every day the goal should be, what have you done for your child? Just one step. 
but yeah. you need, and the other thing that I'm really, um, I don't talk about that, but that very much upsets me because I'm all in every day for 19 years mm-hmm. is when a parent has a bad day and they display in any way, shape or form on social media or just speaking in a way that's pretty public mm-hmm. um, about how awful their child is and what their child did. Wow. I'm sorry. Okay. It, you know, you're not helping things. You're yeah. not helping anything. You're not helping me with, with the foundation. You know, I'm trying to shine the light. And so is Crystal on mm-hmm. thriving. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Crystal knows there's challenges. So do I. Right. But we're talking about thriving. So if you're going to go out there and sit there and display how hard it is and your child's weakness and the things that just are bone crushing, mm-hmm. you're a part of the problem. I'm sorry, but if you can't love your own child and shine the light on them, don't expect the world to. Don't expect your family to. Don't right. expect the teachers to. Wow. I mean, love okay. Take ownership. Yeah. Love your child. I have to say on my worst day, I just, I just looked in the mirror every day and I'm not kidding. I never wanted my son. I always see my son in the mirror and I won't want him to say to me even once, mom, why didn't you try harder? Yeah. Every day of my life as a young mom, Mm -hmm. every day, I just, I'm not kidding. I just didn't want my son to feel like, God, mom, why didn't you try harder? Wow. That was my my every hope is that, yes, I had hard days. Yes, I yelled at Garrett. Yes, we had struggles. But I loved him, and I never want let him down, ever. And I, and I still feel that way, even though he's killing it, and he's, he's part of our um, team of, you know, advancing everybody. He created his own program, Advanced Autism, for people on the spectrum. But as his mom, you know, I'm just dedicated still to him and everyone else of shining the light like you are, Crystal. I love that you're you're focused on thriving. There's no doubt that this is a challenge. But, you know, I wish everyone would only uh, share with the public how much you love your child, like you've done, Crystal, today yeah. with me on this and our, on our Lunch and Learn earlier. And, you know, have, have your challenges in your home as mm-hmm. a family or with your, you know, with our community autism tree. Sure. But, so you you have a responsibility if you have a child or a loved one with a special need to shine the light on them and and take ownership to help them thrive, whatever it takes. Yeah, I love that. All right, parents, you've heard it here from the mouth of a mom whose child is thriving, that there is hope. Such words of wisdom, you know. Sorry, I know I didn't have much humor today. Oh, no. (laughs) A lot. (laughs) And every episode, every episode in our show, Thriving (laughs) Autism Families, may offer a piece of insight, humor, or hope. You just never know what you're going to get, but it's always good. It's always meaningful. I mean, we've heard such good uh, pieces of information, giving your child choices, you know, uh, spotlighting and, and focusing on their interests. Um, I think I want to end on this, though. We have always, always had fun. Like I said, like, I mean, even on our worst day, we made good memories. And I I don't think, I think every day you've got to find the fun. I really, really do. 
Yeah. Really, I really mean that. So I don't mean to come across like you should you and I, you know, even what you listen to and the words you use are critically important. So <laughs> make sure when you're in the car or if you're in your house, try to have great music. Don't listen to the news because mm -hmm. you're going to have your child have a loved one have more anxiety. But finding the fun, laughing every day, uh, being around people that are loving and kind and full of light is critically mm -hmm. important. Yeah. And that's why I let I really love my time with you, Crystal. I love your light. I love your words. I love the way you speak about your family and about the podcast that you're doing, the way they touch others. And I'm so incredibly honored to be here. Thank you for letting me be on your show. Well, thank you, Dana. Thank thank you for those kind words. It really is um, you know, it's a way of life. And I think that's what, you know, one thing I'm grasping from you is that um living, if you if you really want to see your family thrive your your child thrive it is adopting maybe for you a different way of life a different way of thinking a different paradigm where you are able to find good in the midst of the hard times um and be your child's cheerleader and encourage and help others be be that and see that in your child as well so um you know there is hope and uh and and for those who are listening if you want to uh learn more uh, about uh Dana or about uh, her son, or about ATPF, the Autism Tree Project Foundation, then you can definitely find out more from them. You can check out their website. Um, it is Autism Tree. Tell me again, Autism Tree. AutismTreeProject.org. Yeah, Autism and Tree. And then we're on, you know, Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and YouTube. We have a, a lot on YouTube and also UCTV. Oh, perfect. So anywhere, parents, that you are on social media, ATPF is there as well. So autismtreeproject.org as well. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram. If you want to engage in some of their free uh, family activities, you can always uh, see them on Facebook and sign up there. They have a wealth of resources as well. Um, on their uh, event calendar. And one of the great things they do annually is a neuroscience conference where they bring together researchers um, and really discuss the big ideas of what's happening uh, on a yearly basis when it comes to the area of autism. So um, be looking out for that. Uh, when is that going to be happening next for us, Dana? Uh, I believe it's Thursday. Is it Thursday, November 17th? Yeah, Thursday, November 17th. And uh, we have had over 64,000 views on UCTV. Um, from our last year's conference. So it was our first one we did virtually this year. We're looking at doing a hybrid. Okay. Uh, we would love everyone to join us. And also our programs, we don't charge for, and um, many of them are virtual. Um, that We pivoted all of them virtual during the pandemic, but we're starting to go in person again. Okay. And we do over 200 events for our families programming um, every year. So check out our calendar um, it's every week we have things going on in those 20 programs. And again, there's over 200 programmed events during an annual year. So we hope mm -hmm. to have some of you join us. Yeah. Amazing. You know, and personally, we we happened to find Autism Tree about a year or so after my daughter was diagnosed and, and we've never left. We love the programs. My daughter has grown through them uh, now being 11 um, and they're all wonderful. So again, parents, check them out on Facebook. If you're anywhere near the San Diego area and you're an autism family, I always say this. If you are an autism family anywhere in San Diego County, you've got to be connected with Autism Tree Project because they're just doing amazing things. Um, so thank you again, Dana, for sharing your words of wisdom as an autism mom. Uh, and parents always know you're going to be okay and your child is going to be okay too. Thanks so much. <laughs>